of Truth Radio Show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Azinger, and it is June 14th Flag Day. And we're going to talk about that a little bit on the show today. Got my co-host, Pastor Brian Leversey with me, Tim Dowler on the board taking care of us, and the only show in America where you will experience the fusion of church and state. So we got a pastor and a Politician. <laughs> Sounds like a bad joke. Two beast, two beast, <laughs> bastard, and politician. Oh, uh, but that's all we got. We, we, that's what we got. And hey, just you know, I found out I was in Lynchburg over the weekend. I found out uh, I had heard from my brother-in-law that my nephew, who's uh, was an attorney at uh, Liberty University, um, I had heard he was one of our listeners, and he confirmed. I didn't even bring it up. Gotta, My nephew, I was doing lunch with him down there, and he gotta said, "Got to take care of those guys. Got to take care of those <laughs> listeners." What do we send? They can multiply. <laughs> <laughs> but he likes our show, and he listens to it. And he's uh, he was in a he started he went to Liberty University, homeschooled uh, by my sister. And that's scary. <laughs> my sister is my older sister. She homeschooled my younger, my, me and my younger brothers growing up. You know, I, the the story, the pieces are coming together yeah, for me now. This explains explains a lot, doesn't? It? I'm just, I know but now. But my nephew is um, a listener. He likes us. And, That's cool. Uh, so he's uh, he's he's in a private practice now. Um, he listened to this. This is how things have changed. He works for a law firm somewhere in the Northeast. <clears throat> And he works out of his basement. Wow! Every day, and the firm sues. Their main thrust is suing people over COVID nineteen. Oh, really? How about that. What? So, like I said, opened a whole branch of yeah legal opportunity, right? I guess. And and they're doing it, and, and uh, that put chills right up my spine. Wow. How about that? So anyway, so flag day today. Just some things on the. Do we have the ground, Mr. Groundhog Tim? Because we might bring him in. Because I spotted is this a guy that was eating the, <coughs> the vegetables again. Yes, <laughs> we got a billion <laughs> groundhogs in our neighborhood. Yes, you kind of live around me. Have you seen them under They're, our shed? Under our <laughs> second one. That's what we're on your carrots. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking out the window yesterday. I said, "Honey, Mr. Groundhog's back." The first one we had. Uh, was several years ago, and I got a buddy who's just, you know he's a country boy and he he takes care of business. He's like, you got a ground dog, I'll, I'll take care of. It. I know <laughs> so, a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> so I called him. I said, Mark, <clears throat> I got this groundhog man. So he comes that afternoon. I wasn't home. He just stopped by the house that afternoon. Put a cage right by the right by the shed <clears throat> with an apple in it. Yeah, it's hard to resist. That groundhog apple. was. In prison within hours, <laughs> within hours. So he's gone. So I gave him to him. He, t- he took him. I don't know what he did with him. We don't talk about that. But another one shows up, oh, and he's mocking me. I can tell. He just walked in the yard. He just stares at me. He's mocking me. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're saying that there's others oh, in, in the neighborhood. We live relatively close I to each other. I saw five 
So when you're going through the neighborhood and you see kind of those open um, uh, water runoff areas, I saw five of them down in there the other day, just sitting there, just staring and at you, cars you, going by. You understand your uh, your duty as a West I Virginian. Do. I know. I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> there should be five groundhog skins hanging from your front Some porch. Some new hats I should be wearing. <laughs> <Yeah. around. laughs> All right, so it's Flag Day. We're going to talk about Flag Day in just a second. Um, how did I know it was Flag Day, being the great patriot I am? I went on Facebook and yeah. saw somebody posted it this morning, so I said, I better post. It's Flag Day. So um, I put that. I like the Betsy Ross flag. That's the coolest one. I it think. really is. So I put a Betsy Ross flag on there. And uh, so give me just a second. We're going to talk about that from Wall Builders. Folks, if you ever want you have a Christian history or any history, American, go to wallbuilders.com or to amerisearch.com. Bill Federer who we had on our show a year or so ago. I ran into him at the conference. He's the official historian for the National Association of Christian Lawmakers, which I'm a part of, and uh, that's where I was. That's the conference I was at in, in uh, Lynchburg at Liberty University over the weekend, and he just gave he gave a phenomenal talk on uh, – uh, a king versus a representative republic hmm. and the scriptural background on it. So we're going to have him on. I bought a couple more books of his. So Adam John keep, Hancockham. Then he has to come on our show. Yes, that's <laughs> so why. That's, that's you buy. That's how you do it. You buy the books, that's it. and then you say, "Hey, we need you to come back on." Sure thing. But he will. He'll come on. I used to. I talk about him, but I, when I had my radio show in Indiana, I called him out of the blue because I used to. I've known of him for thirty years. Uh, because he had he what, what kind of put him on the map was back in the '90s he came out with a book called America's God and Country that had everybody should have that book, mm. but it has our uh, quotes from our founders, yeah, and it shows it tells how our founders were were believers mm-hmm. and what they said and the, their Christian quotes, and uh, so that was down in Texas and he just kind of people were buying it James Dobson. Heard about it, put him on focus on the family. He sold half a million back then. He's probably, it's probably sold a million. I, I don't know, but yeah. it's a great book. So, anyway, but he writes just he, a prodigious, prodigious amount of, of books. Mm-hmm. He has a new one out. But he was talking, he, he gave a le- several lectures during the conference that are just fascinating. So, we'll have him on. But, um, so we're going to talk about Flag Day, and then are Americans tired of tipping? We talked about this yes. before. <laughs> we're all tired of it. <laughs> and some abortion numbers, folks. I just got this last night. A fellow state senator, uh, Donna Boley, who uh, represents the same area I do, um, posted it on our Senate page. You just won't believe this. Praise God, man. <coughs> uh, we'll talk about that in a second. And uh, let's see, then we'll get into, um, you know, some of the, it's Pride Month, you know, it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit also. And then uh, if we have time, uh, Pastor, you all, you and your wife homeschool. Mm-hmm. I know you have a heart for that, and I do too. My kids, uh, my, my nephew I was just talking about, he was homeschooled, and his five brothers and sisters, he has six kids. He homeschools them all. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he and his brothers and sisters do quite well, mm-hmm. do fine. One of them's a Navy SEAL, his younger brother. Yeah. And I say, sir, to him, I don't. I used to be able to beat him up when he was a little kid, <laughs> but now I call him Brandon, sir. Yeah. But uh, you know, um, uh, 
So we'll talk about uh, Thomas Edison and how he was homeschooled because his his teachers thought that he was stupid, and his mm. dad actually thought he was stupid. Wow. How about that? But his mother saw something and believed in him, and um, so we'll try to get to that. But let me just talk for one second about Flag Day. June 14th is Flag Day. That's today. If you're listening to a recording on Thursday or Saturday, uh, we're, we are recording on Wednesday, which is the actual Flag Day of 2023 it uh, this is a wall builder story commemorates the day in 1777 when the continental congress passed a resolution quote that the flag of the 13 united states be 13 stripes alternate red and white that the union be 13 stars white in a blue field representing a new constitution a constellation. That's How about cool. that? That's so I'm going to read that again because that just brings me to tears. That the flag of the 13 United States be 13 stripes, alternate red and white, that the Union be 13 stars, white in a blue field. What's it represent? A new constellation. That's from 1777. That's how far back we have a lot of days we celebrate throughout the year, but this one goes back to 1777. Since that time, generations of Americans have celebrated the flag as a symbol of our God-given freedoms and God-blessed nation, and in every American military campaign, quote, old glory, unquote, has been a symbol of our freedom. Now, here's a neat little thing about old glory um, that David Barton brings out here. Interestingly, Old Glory was the name that Captain William Driver placed on a flag he was presented in 1831. The nickname given to that flag became so well known that during the Civil War, the Confederates tried unsuccessfully to confiscate and destroy Captain Driver's flag that he had sewn into his bed cover to protect. Hmm. In 1862, when Union soldiers occupied Nashville... Driver took out his, that's the beginning of country music, I think, is when they <laughs> occupied Nashville. They got bored and just started writing songs about groundhogs. An origin story. <laughs> uh, driver took out his flag and flew it over the Capitol as a symbol that Old Glory stood firm. We will honor Old Glory today by celebrating Flag Day each year. The first Flag Day celebration occurred in Wisconsin in 1885. When a school teacher had his students observe June 14 as Flag Birthday. So, actually, the, the celebration of Flag Day just goes to 1885 or Flag Day. This idea inspired others around the nation, and uh, here we have it Flag Day. So, it's an import, important day, and there's history. We should, if you go on my Facebook page, Michael Azinger, <clears throat> you'll see my the flag that I posted, but I posted this story in the comments. Because uh, the history is, is very important. Mm. We just do things. And, and I, I forgot about this, and so I looked it up and wanted to uh, talk about it here today um, on the show. Let me just talk for a second here, Pastor. This is the uh, abortion numbers that I got last night from Senator Boley posted them. She is uh, – so we passed after Roe v. Wade um, – Overturned on June 24 of 22, I was actually at the NACL conference last year when that happened with all these Roe v. Wade warriors, these pro-life warriors, 
uh, that whose shoes I don't deserve to even shine. And uh, what a great honor and blessing it was just to be with those people. But but uh, to be at that place and time was really <laughs> cool. And uh, <clears throat> thank the Lord for that. So we passed um, a no abortion in West Virginia bill, except for. Um, uh, yeah, it was a pretty strong. Yeah, except strong for the bill. Se- yeah. exceptions of ra- of rape right. and incest, life of the mother, and sometimes you you can't get everything. Right. So we'll go back for the for these. But to show you how strong it was in 2022. So we'll go, we'll do what they have. They have um, the numbers from January, February, and March of this year. Mm-hmm. So we'll do January, February, March abortions. Last year, before the bill was passed, January of 2022, 98 abortions in mm-hmm. West Virginia. February, 126 abortions in West Virginia. March, 157 abortions in West Virginia. A total for the whole year uh, last year was 831. And mm-hmm. it used to be about twice that, just not very wow. long ago. Uh, <clears throat> so, first three months, January, February, March, 98 126, 157. This year, after we passed the the uh, no abortion except for rape, incest, life of the mother, January, two abortions. Hmm. February, one abortion. March, one abortion. Wow. How about that? Amazing. Now, some of these gals that had these abortions, I'm sure, went to other states. Hmm. But I promise you, that there are, in these numbers, babies that are alive today mm-hmm. that would not be alive a year ago before Roe v. Wade was overturned. Yep. Now, we have, uh, not just in West Virginia, but states all across the country, Pastor. Not every state, but the states that still have uh, a biblical influence within those borders that said the same thing. Look, we're not going to kill babies here. Or mm-hmm. We're going to make it more and more difficult, like Florida and like Ohio. They didn't outlaw it completely, but they're getting there. And there's other states that there's even like a, a sections of the country that are pockets of pro-life yeah. that make it harder for a girl to go somewhere because they have to travel farther right. outside of that pocket of states. Yeah, it's So am- praise God for that. It's amazing to see... Um, what has happened in the past two years as far as advancement with this in each of the states. And, and you know, if, if we have hope of God blessing America again, it's turning in the right direction concerning this issue of life because, you know, God views this strongly. And I think this bodes well for, for us as a country. It's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing just to see. Yeah, it, it just about brings you to tears and mm-hmm. can seeing uh, four abortions. And look, you hate to even see, you know, those are babies that were killed four in the first three months. As a, but last year it was, you know, hundreds, mm-hmm. um, 300, two, three, two, 300. And five years ago, the total in the, in the state was about 1,500 abortions wow. a year. And then the legislature passed, before Roe v. Wade was overturned, we passed a constitutional amendment that said you couldn't pay for abortions with taxpayer monies, and that took it from 1500 a year to about 1000 a year. Wow. So we were already slowly, in the right way. you know, door yeah. jam by door jam, sure. getting rid of this, sure. this hideous thing. And then Roe v. Wade um, is overturned, and we were able to um, 
we were able to get it to where, hey, look, you know, a couple a couple of abortions um, in the first first uh, quarter, I guess it is. All right, I can't get my tipping story to come. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tippers there. Okay, here's the here's the. Fox Business. I'll just give you the title, and everyone just can live vicariously through our rage about tips. I decided. I, my wife and I were talking. Um, you know, everywhere you go, you they turn the screen towards you and tell you how much you can tip. And they used to. I told you this, and you you don't think this is Christian, I'm sure, but there's a couple places I go in town regularly. Good good restaurants for lunch, and uh, they used to. These gals would. Uh, I would pick up. I'd never go in any. I pick it up, and the gal. Give him the card. The gal turns uh, the screen, flips the screen towards me, and said, uh, "It's going to ask you if you would like to leave a tip." Okay, so I can't read, right? I said, "Don't ask me for a tip." And they got the message. They didn't do it after that, uh, henceforth and forevermore. All right, I can't bring it, up. but the whole the whole point of the story is: look. Uh, People are getting tired of being asked for a tip yeah, by everyone, everywhere. So, so I'm not anti-tip. In fact, I, I'm actually a very generous tipper. Yeah, I like being, I am a, too. I like being a, a blessing to people who provide good service and, and rewarding them for that. So I'm not anti-tipping. But it just is ridiculous. That I, what, what did I do? I, I went in a pet store, bought <laughs> pet food at a pet store for my dog. And uh, the prompt came up if I wanted to give a tip. <laughs> And then the other thing that irritates me too, and I probably shouldn't, this probably isn't in the same category, but it's all these stinking donation things. When you go yes. in and you pay. Would you like to pay and, up? And before, no. and before I can hit yes to just make my purchase, I got to I gotta d- decline about six different donation opportunities. To, and I'm just one of those people, I don't donate to something I don't know yeah. what the background is. Me. You know, I'm not going to just do it on a whim buying pet food at, you know, the pet yeah. store. And they just arbitrarily, not arbitrarily, but they ask in a drive-thru would you like to pay that up 80 cents or whatever and i decided i'm not gonna do that and it may be a good it may be a good cause (laughs) but just don't ask me for more money after i (laughs) bought your your iced coffee tim hortons i i I pay their mortgage about every month for the last 25 years they've they've been there Uh, all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna read how much time we got tim What's nine? Oh, twenty-two after. Uh, you want to take a break here, and then we'll we'll come back. I uh, when I was in Lynchburg, the the leader of this group, the NACL, a guy named Jason Rapert, a former state senator from Arkansas. Just he's a he's at the tip of the spear on on all of these things, like heartbeat bill. He was the first one to run it in the country um, and passed, but. He he uh, these these cards from that legislators have been getting he's been getting I got several before I went to this con from from the Temple of Satan hmm. <laughs> they're crazy. writing us cards now <laughs> but I'm gonna read this one folks it'll put chills up your spine that's what they're doing now they're getting very very <laughs> aggressive uh, that Temple of Satan uh, they 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 uh, they don't play games but he read it. To uh, to the whole group of legislators at uh, at one of our committee meetings, and oh man! So I want to read it to you. I asked him to send it to me. He sent it to me last night, 
And uh, so we'll read, we'll read that and talk more about um, some other stuff going with uh, how's Pride Month going? Well, it's not going exactly like the leftists want it to in some uh, some key crucial areas. We'll talk about that. This is the Voice of Truth radio show with Mike Azinger and Brian Leversey. Be right back. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. There was a Roman soldier who trusted Jesus enough to send him a message. His servant needed healing. The soldier believed without needing to see and without needing Jesus to make a house call. This soldier knew he didn't deserve to be in the presence of Jesus. He was convinced that the servant would be healed if Jesus just said he was healed. This man had learned to trust those with authority, and Jesus had authority. This Roman centurion trusted the outcome to the command of one who could change outcomes. Jesus knew faith when he saw it, and this veteran showed an unexpected faith. God is the master of impossibilities. He's strong when you're weak. Bring your sin and he'll bring his forgiveness. His authority means you can trust his plan. Follow, get the help you need. Praise FM, your home for today's gospel music. A portion of today's programming on Praise FM has been brought to you by an underwriting grant from Levitt Funeral Home. Levitt Funeral Home is the area's only locally owned multi-generational home. Five generations of the Levitt family have been personally involved in serving our community. So, a family can always do business with someone they know someone they can depend on. Levitt Funeral Home can offer information about grief resources, ideas on planning a funeral or memorial service, information about our products and services, and ways to bring family and friends together through our online obituaries, email condolence program, and information for families about the Levitt Family Center. Levitt Funeral Home is celebrating 125 years of serving the Valley with two locations in Parkersburg and Belpre. The phone number for Levitt Funeral Home is 422-6459. We are thankful for John and Stephen Levitt of Levitt Funeral Home for supporting listener-supported Praise FM Radio. Welcome back to the Voice of Truth, a radio show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Azinger. We're the only show in America where you will experience the fusion of church, Pastor Leverseeks, and state. Senator Azinger. All right, so I promised you before the break that I would read. So I'm at this conference with uh, the NACL, National Association of Christian Legislators, the guy who started uh, the whole group uh, three, four years ago. Uh, is a guy named Jason Rapertz, former state senator from Arkansas. This guy's a player in, in the whole uh, uh, Christian legislation realm. But um, so he he gets cards from Satan, <laughs> or from Satan's minions for real. Do they use Hallmark or who, who do they go through? <laughs> I, you know what? I, Hallmark. I don't have. Has Hallmark gone woke? If they have, they may use Hallmark. Maybe. I don't know. But I've gotten a couple myself. Ironically, before I went to this conference, I got like two or three, and I just set them on the couch. So this is from this. Church of Satan. Satan. Okay. Yeah. So they're 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 quite ubiquitous and getting bold. Um, so he read this card. So during the conference, the the legislators have a um, a committee meeting, a, 
uh, of just of just the state chairs, oh, and I'm West Virginia state chairman. So he reads this, and I'm thinking, man, I've got these letters sitting on my couch at home too. But I read one of mine. Mine aren't as now. Let me just read, it. dear Jason. So I want your opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm curious. I don't, dear Jason, <clears throat> Jason Rapert, the senator, your vain attempt to wrest back America from our rising kingdom, from our rising kingdom of darkness. We need some ominous music playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, really, Tim, what can you find? You're real <laughs> Your vain attempt to wrest back America from our rising kingdom of darkness are risable or laughable. You have failed our servants in government, media, education, business, Soros, chief among these, and the arts have buried the word of your dead Christ. Now begins the reign of the kingdom of darkness on earth. Long, long ago, before the fall, see, they believe in scripture. Hmm. Long, long ago, before the fall, I exhorted my banished legions to, quote, awake, arise, or be forever fallen. So he's taking on... uh, Like the persona of Satan. Of Satan, yes, correct. Our time is nigh. Hail horrors. Hail infernal world. So shall it be for all the earth. Abandon hope from hell, Satan. So that was one of them. Hmm. So, So I asked him for that card last night so he sent me the other one the front of the cards are just uh, chilling with the, these pictures one of them yeah well, i won't describe some silhouette this. of a lady floating above fire and yeah what was and, and and just some kind of dark, all you see is like the black silhouette right yeah and uh, trees and darkness and it's just all right so here's the other one that he he said i got this one also when i got back from the conference dearest jason you are <clears throat> oh, small here let me you are uh, the unrighteous man and suppressor of truth referred to in Romans 1. Again, they refer <laughs> to Scripture. <clears throat> um, join, let's see. Uh, what's that word? Hold on, folks. I've got to make it bigger because I'm old. Anyway, join attacks <laughs> on the weak and downtrodden. Your, uh, the Satanists have no power on old people. They can't read their writing anyway. They can't anyway. heal my eyes here, right? <laughs> Uh, your attacks on the weak and downtrodden have earned you a place on the left side of the Lamb of God on the day of judgment. We know you will not repent. We will receive you here in the eternal fire where the light and the grace of God are forever absent as they are currently absent from your life. You belong to us from hell, Satan. So, so that they're admitting that they will be in hell and they're fine with that, and they say use the word fire, and they just say, "Jason Raper, you'll be you'll be with us." Uh, I should have brought a couple of mine. I haven't read mine yet, but his are in cursive. Somebody hand wrote it to them to him. He gets a lot of that uh, on on uh, uh, on a scale that m- most of us don't, just because he's well, he's in front of it all the time yeah and he passed he passed a bill in arkansas that put the ten commandments back i forget where exactly uh but they hated him that so he got sued by the 
Church of Satan. See, I, do, I have a hard time knowing if these people are for real, like if they really think, or if they're just, you know, playing dress up and being dramatic. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just like, are they, do, so do they really, because the stuff that they're they're mentioning, like the, the passages of scripture and, and their phraseology about sitting on the left hand, none of it really makes sense. I mean, they, it, it's very convoluted and it, it doesn't really have any traction. Yeah, well, with. I think they don't. I mean, it, they don't have a clue about scripture, except right, that they but, have a clue about I mean, certain they, yeah, well, aspects of it. Yeah, but I just, what do they think they're accomplishing with that? Is what I, I mean. Well, see, I, I feel like it's more insidious the, the work of Satan in, in actual, you know, seats of power where people are right before our eyes, you know, providing for things like abortion and. Um, you know, I you know, stealing people's identity away from God, having created man in His own image, and the whole identity crisis that's you know on America. What is a woman? You know, these types of things. That to me is like the the insidious, you know, devil working his work out in this world and and really making headway. That 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 stuff where they're sending these cards and ranting in strange ways about Scripture wrongly. I don't I don't know what they think they're. Accomplishing. Were you afraid by it? No, no, I was flattered. flattered. I was like, okay, they, they at least know who I am. So the, I don't know how many people get these cards. It is, it's but a I little silly, it, but it is a little... It is a little bit... It's, it's, but but I, I wonder what the numbers of these people are, because that would be... like Even if it is dress-up party and they're being dramatic... It would be telling to know how many people are involved with that. You know, like how many people are really actually well, sending these cards out. And I think the the key thing to me is that that they feel unfettered and uninhibited. Like, it doesn't do matter this. about evil. Like yes. we we are so, for so evil. So they're setting like, these. They're setting up their own little um, their own little space in the capitals uh, during Christmas now. West Virginia Capitol right. had did one Did they really also. hear? I didn't realize They that. did. Wow. I, I found out about it. I forget how. I mean, it wasn't in a prominent place like, right. you know, like the uh, major seat. Uh, but this is happening all across the country. Well, the, the schools, pastor, schools are having after dual after school Satan clubs. Yes, really. Okay. So didn't they have like a Satan con somewhere recently too, where there was some lady <laughs> ripping up a Bible or like, and they were they kind of were dressed in dark apparel and looked kind of creepy. And how many people were at that? I don't know. Was there like well, a, the, yeah, it? I think a lot. Yeah. I think a lot, and but I think God's people went too. Uh, and, and confronted them, but but just the fact that they're having them mm-hmm. is it just shows you, I think, in my opinion, the the uh, lessening of the, of the Christian influence mm. in America. Yeah, you know that's the fundamental problem. We talk about it all the time, but uh, uh, you know it's 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 people don't have, people don't have a biblical worldview. And yeah. I had a story on that. And people don't know the Bible, and people don't read their Bibles, and People don't live their Bibles, and and uh, uh, here we are, you know. Uh, uh, look, I, I was listening to Mark Levin the other day. Mark Levin's a great radio host guy. Mm-hmm. He's not a believer, though. but he's he's a Jew, and he's got a, a brain, you know, the size of his hometown of Philadelphia. It's just, <laughs> he's and he has a certain understanding that. That some Jews have, you know, that uh, he, he he sees the oracle. Is that, mm-hmm. am I 
close there. Yeah, I think I think with so the I philosophy want, and just, belief, yeah. So let me just make this. So yeah. So he he's not orthodox Christian, but he will right. defend orthodox, you know, doctrine from the Old Testament. He won't believe in Jesus, but so he's he's talking about China, Pastor. He's talking about how China is is methodically setting up stations or bases all over the world and building their military. They have yeah. twice the military that we have. They're putting up two coal fire burning burning uh, plants every week. Now they have five times the population we have, which right. is another thing that should concern us also. But what are we doing? We're we're shutting ours down. Yeah. We're shutting ours down. And we have uh look, you know, we don't get political, I try not to, but we have a president who has some iffy relationships mm-hmm. with the Chinese government. The Chinese Communist Party is what rules China and they hate us yep. and they are they are closing in. And you do not, if anyone reads history, you do not want to live yeah. under the rule. The Bible, when, when God when God judged Israel, he said, they that hate thee shall rule over thee. Right. It's not going to be your buddies that God uses to judge you. Right. And uh, let me ask you, Pat, do we, are, are we in, uh, are, are we, do we deserve some kind of judgment right now for our... It's only by the grace and mercy of God that we haven't completely collapsed already. I mean, right. we're, we're, I think we are actively experiencing part of the judgment of God because it's the sowing and reaping judgment. A man is going to sow what he reaps, and that's part of God's allowance of his moral law that governs the, the whole world that he created yes. to, to produce its own judgment out of you know, the seed we sow into whatever field it is we're sowing it in. We're going to reap what we sow. Yeah, so is that a universal law? It's a or universal is that just, law. That does, doesn't matter that, about believers or unbelievers. It includes America. It includes think, America. Right? Yeah. All right, so here America is, and, and look, uh, if anyone saw the picture over the weekend of uh, the White House, hmm. the, the, the pride flag is, uh, so two American flags, and right in the middle the pride flag is hanging from the from the White House. Um, how 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 does that how it's, does uh, well, well, that that's a statement, right? It is. I, I will. Uh, Psalm says something about we'll we'll replace your signs for ensigns. Hmm. We're going to change your flag. That's yeah. from Psalms. When yeah. you change your flag, a, a flag is simply a an icon, a representation of of a belief system. Yep. Right. We just it talked is. about the flag. Yep. Uh, what what our flag represents in many ways. Yep. We're a Christian nation, but look, we have a we have a country. I've got a story here. We're going to talk about in the next segment. Seven in ten Americans support same sex marriage. Hmm. So we have as a country we we're past that. Right. right? We we you know the wheels turned on that. We pretty much as a, of a God doesn't. Right. Is God, is God all of a sudden for same-sex marriage because we are? He has not changed. He has not changed. So, anyway. Uh, but, so let me give you a little bit of good news here, Pastor. Liberal mainline United Methodists see more than 5,000 congregations leave yep. amid arguments over sex and gender. That's right. 5,000 of them. They're, there's a big split, and this needed to happen. Mm-hmm. God's in splits a lot of the time, yeah, isn't he? He is. Right? He purifies 
this Methodist church started by John Wesley, right. who was a great he Wesley was part of the uh, the Great Awakening mm-hmm. that gave us the American Revolution. John Wesley uh, was buddies with George Whitfield, yep. and those two went up and down the thirteen colonies preaching and were were integral to the Great Awakening. Yeah. Along with Jonathan Edwards, Samuel yep. Davies, and others, and Wesley, all these little beautiful little Methodist church you see dotted all across the mm-hmm. countryside. Wesley, um, you know, we got a lot of Baptist churches everywhere. Mm-hmm. I was just in the South. There's a Baptist yeah. church everywhere. And that th- those don't happen. Uh, those don't just parachute out of the sky. Right. That's from a great movement, too. Yes, it is. Uh, a long time ago. The number of congregations departing the United Methodist Church exceeded 5,000 last week. 5,000. As the second largest Protestant denomination in the U.S., they're the second. Wow. Continues to fracture over theological disagreements, mostly pertaining to human sexuality. So we got some, we got some studs in there standing yeah. up and saying, "Up, oh, we're not doing this." That's right. Uh, the number, uh, let's see, the number of churches that have been given the green light by their annual conferences to disaffiliate increased from approximately. 4,600 early last week, listen to this, Pastor, to 5,321 as of Friday. In one week, it increased by about 25%. The number of churches leaving the UMC, United Methodist Church, has surged in recent years with approximately 2,000 congregations being approved to disaffiliate in 2022 and more than 3,000 this year. So I talked to a guy at this conference, this guy's a... Uh, so anyway, he's part of this movement. He said what, what they let you do is they let you have the buildings when you leave. Mm-hmm. But the problem is is they don't get the pensions. Oh. So these pastors have pensions. So they're putting their So these guys leave on the line. Yeah, so there's I think they're probably trying to sue to get their pensions. Um, you know. But uh anyway, so that's that's happening and it is over uh, and ironically, the the new, the conservative Methodist Church that has come out of this is called uh, like the World Methodist Church or something like. That. It mm-hmm. sounds it sounds liberal, but it's not. And right. I think I think part of that might be, Pastor, is because the 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 conservative Methodists in like Africa mm-hmm. are the ones are saying, "Nope, we're yeah. not, nope, we're not doing that." How yeah. about that? Yeah. How about that? That's good. Africa. Man, God's moving in Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, people, God's moving in places we don't think. You know, That's I right. tend to think within the within the shores of uh, America, but but God's moving in the Middle East. Yeah. You know, by millions, millions of Muslims are getting saved. God's moving in Africa. You know, we think we're so much better South than America. This. South yep. America, mm-hmm. and um, anyway. So, how are we doing here, Tim? We need to break again. Okay, so let's do a let's do a, another break, we, and when we come back. Uh, we might have to save the Thomas Edison story for next week. We'll see. But I, I just want to talk a little bit about some good things that are happening. People are standing up. Um, and I'll start out with a, st- a story in a middle middle school. <laughs> These kids are saying, nope, nope, we're not doing it. <laughs> so you're listening to the Voice of Truth radio show with Mike A. Singer and Pastor Brian Leversey. We'll be right back.
thousands of businesses are established every year. Each began with a good idea, not wishful thinking, but they won't get started if the idea is never shared. God has given us a good idea. Share His love through radio because people need the encouragement of a God-sized message. At this station, we can't let anything come between God's good idea and what you hear. We refuse to be shy about news that changes lives. We will be confident that the encouragement we share is just what you need, and we will be optimistic, knowing that you might be one who needed to hear what we're bold enough to share. When people believe in our good idea, they have voluntarily supplied finances that make this good idea great. Help us share God's good idea. Praise FM at praisefm.net. Hi, this is Brian Leversee, Senior Pastor here at Fellowship Baptist Church, and I would love to invite you to come and worship with us. Our services are Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., and then again in the evening at 6 p.m. We have our Sunday school programs at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 p.m. Exciting things are happening at Fellowship Baptist, and I would love to see you there. God bless. But, uh, who is this, Tim? This is a uh, Voice of Truth radio show. We got Mr. Groundhog <laughs> eating, uh, let's see, carrots, tomatoes. That's there, a chomping sound. See, that's right. chomping. So. Yeah. And he's staring right at the camera while he's doing it. He's, he's like he's defying the farmer. Who he's, he's the kind of courage we need in America. We have groundhog courage. I'm going to this carrot right in front of you. <laughs> All right, there you go. But it's a great video. Do we have that on our page? Go to Facebook, our Facebook page. Uh, Voice of Truth with Mike Azinger is the Facebook page. And is that video on there? It's, I think it is. It's hilarious. It's just this farmer who set up a, a video cam to catch the groundhog. The groundhog <laughs> gets his character as tomato. And these are like sizable vegetables. This farmer is quite the farmer. And he just eats them and just mocks the farmer and just eats them right in front of the camera. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, groundhog. The only good groundhog is a dead groundhog. <laughs> Middle school students tear down pride banners, chant, USA are my proud not pronouns. Wow. <laughs> While wearing red, white, and blue. Normally, I would not be for an insurrection in a middle middle school. <laughs> However, I, I am a perchance making an exception here. Marshall Simmons Middle School in Burlington, Massachusetts. Wow, I wouldn't have guessed that. That would uh, how many how many churches of Satan do you think are in Burlington, Massachusetts? I would say a number of them. Okay. Maybe school administrators in Burlington, Massachusetts, called the action of stu- actions of students who resisted a middle school's Pride Month celebrations. Uh, they said all these students is it's completely unacceptable. They also said it was demeaning to other students while likening likening it to violence, according to Boston.com. On June two, twenty twenty three, students at Marshall Simmons. Middle school showed their obvious displeasure with the school's quote-unquote Spirit Day celebration. The event was requested and sponsored by the school's Spectrum Spectrum Club, uh, 
a student group for alleged LGBTQ. Of course, they request it, and they're granted. Hey, we want a spirit day, and we're LGBT. Yeah, okay, sure. What if they did one for, uh, you know, Christian History Month or for Jesus Day? Mm. I think they would be turned down. But the LGBT got their spirit day. The club decorated the school with happy Pride Month signs and posters that said, why it's not okay to say, that's so gay. Rainbow streamers, banners. <clears throat> oh, where'd it go? Hold on, some folks. That was. Well, I lost it. Okay, let's just start from uh, the club decorated the school. Okay, now I found it. Rainbow streamers, banners, and stickers were handed out while students and faculty were encouraged to wear rainbow clothing. Hmm. How about That's that? Unbelievable. How about that? Um, opposing students reportedly tore down banners and signs and chanted, USA are my pronouns. <laughs> USA are my pronouns. And they wore red, white, and blue clothes with their faces painted. The outlet also reported that students were seen being inappropriate with the rainbow stickers used during the event. How about that? So some, a bunch of kids in a liberal state... Maybe it's not over, Pastor. You know, my, my boys are what, Gen Z, I think. They say, hey, look, Dad, our uh, our generation is not all in on, on all this stuff. Hmm. That's refreshing. That's what they say. Wow. And he, they talk about their friends. Now, their friends are all conservatives, and mm-hmm. they grew up in Christian school and all that. But uh, but that's not all their friends. Right. And my boy, one boy's in the Army, and, and uh, you know, the Army's, you know, they're trying to take the Army woke. Big time in all the branches of, of, of the military, but uh, hey, look, there's a lot of patriots that that are that are coming from homes like ours, and we've talked about this before. A lot of these poor kids that are being transitioned and getting these transition surgeries, where they're being chopped up, they come from homes where their parents don't give them proper biblical guidance on sexuality. Sure. Their parents affirm what they're doing. 90% of the kids that have these transition surgeries, that have these uh, hormone therapies, come from homes where their parents are for homosexual marriage, are for transgender, Hmm. and um, uh, read read Abigail Schreier's book, Irreversible Damage. It, It will tell you all about the horror stories of this. But people are standing up. So let's take a um, let's take another story um, here, Pastor. This is um, I'm gonna have to skip over a couple, but but uh, this, here's a here's a new study shows that a large percentage of people who identify as LGBT end up switching to a heterosexual in just a few years' time. Wow. So this is a not the bee. If you know the Babylon bee, everyone knows that. This is a not the bee. They have a serious side, too. Uh, Here's an interesting new uh, tidbit of info to arm yourself with during Pride Month. A new study published by Duke University shows that a large number of individuals who identify as LGBT actually end up switching back Hmm. to heterosexual in just a few years' time. That's the way it's always been, Pastor. Yeah. From from time immemorial, some of these kids grow up and they have, you know, some kids Confusion have. Or yeah. 
right? frustration. or And they just need some guidance, mainly from their parents, mm-hmm. from their pastor or whoever. But now, uh, nowadays, we, we want to put them on a, under the surgeon's knife. So uh, first, the gays, which is a lower number, a total of 8.6% of people who identify as gay and lesbian in the first wave changed their identity to heterosexual by the second wave, which is uh, essentially uh, six years later. Mm. But yeah, they're all born this way, and it's not because there is a vicious social contagion fueled by media, pop culture, and social media. That's where all this is coming from. (coughs) Excuse me. So nearly one in ten gays and lesbians got a little older, a little wiser, and realized that they weren't actually gay. They were probably just told they were. The switch was even more dramatic within other LGBT categories. Among those who identified as bisexual, 44% changed their identity back to heterosexual. When it goes on down, um, 70% of people who identified as trans or Q+, uh, in the first wave of the study, stopped, 70% stopped identifying as such and began identifying as heterosexual by the wave of the study just six years later. Hmm. By the way, the only, uh, only 3% of people who identified as straight dropped that des- designation during the time between uh, surveys. So that is, uh, that's more good news. Look. Wow. Look, nature, God's stamp, I think is the word that you use, mm-hmm. um, on the um, nature of mankind, on the heart of mankind, when he creates us, uh, will ultimately prevail. And yeah. some kids don't come, you know, some kids stay homosexual or whatever, but um, a majority of them, yeah, you know, come back to their senses and, and to nature and the way God made them. Um, now there's one more here. Did you? I don't know if you want to comment on that. I'm well, not giving you time. I, you know, I I would just say that you know I think that originally when you had these populations of people confused with their sexual identity, a significant portion of them had experienced some kind of sexual abuse in their life, mm-hmm. and so that's why I think there's a rush to abuse these confused children physically through surgery or get them in an environment where they can be abused radically sexually because when that happens um, that begins the process of of scarring to try to remove that stamp that God has placed on his creation and and I think that's the insidious evil aspect of this is how it's being promoted and fortified within these confused kids yes right so I saw some uh, a gal I follow uh, follow online who was raised in a horror home um, her dad was a famous man uh, within the coin collecting uh, world, very, very well known. He was a pedophile, went to prison for it. His, her mother was essentially the same. And uh, she said 80 to 90 percent, I forget the number exactly, one of those two, 80 to 90 percent of these kids that are transgender or, or uh, you know, are, are, are molested or have some kind of traumatic sexual uh, experience when they when they grow up so 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 there needs to be a compassion Mm -hmm. you know from the christian world either way you know we need to be compassionate but uh uh, one more how how much time we got here tim we got time for 
Fewer U.S. corporations adopt rainbow-themed logos for Pride Month this year. Why is that? The absence of rainbow Twitter avatars at the start of Pride Month suggests that, for once, corporate America is self-censoring according to the morals of regular Americans (laughs) rather than following the marching orders of their high-profile investors and ESG. ESG, of course, is Environmental, Social, and Governance Mm -hmm. Overlords. Um, By the way, parenthetically, quick, I want to say this. uh, So at this conference, I was at at Liberty. Um, We had a a gal come in, and she talked about the sex trade. Mm. And um, folks, there's a a movie coming out by Jim uh, Jim Caviezel's in that – is all about the darkness of this. This mm. is it, it is second only to the drug trade in terms of the m- amount of money yeah. it brings in. So I asked this gal because it seems like when I hear these, it's usually girls who are just doing a, they're they're heroes. You mm. know, these are legit heroes mm-hmm. that are taking on on the sex trade. But it seems like they're they're leaving a, a part out and it's bothering me. So I asked her. I said, <clears throat> what percentage? Of this sex trade is fueled by the pornographic world, hundred mm. percent. Yeah, it's all, all of it. Yeah, and it's it is so ubiquitous now that uh, that it's just driving it, you know, like a like a rocket into space. Yeah. You know, pornography. I, I'd said, how much of this did Hugh Hefner start? Because mm-hmm. he was the beginning guy. You yeah. know, he was. Uh, so anyway, a funny thing happened as the nation braced itself for the onslaught of bright rainbow corporate avatars celebrating Pride Month, overwhelming social media. Almost none have appeared. Could it be that corporate America has watched the severe beating Bud Light target in the L.A. Dodgers have taken both in the realm of public opinion and in their pocketbooks and decided to at least appear to the general public to be sitting out Pride Month this year? Hmm. Uh, could it be that boycotts and the near universal public outrage have finally gotten the affection or the attention of woke corporate honchos? JP, JP Morgan just downgraded Target stock after its longest losing streak in 23 wow. years, citing, quote, too many concerns rising, unquote. Uh, this is from Charlie Kirk. A uh, tweet by him, and he said, "Happy Pride Month, Target." Ninety-seven <laughs> percent of Americans would be p- prefer depoliticized corporations to the hyper-political ones of today. Share- shareholders should organize to make this happen. Uh, Kirk said in his tweet. So I just finished Vivek Ramaswamy's book mm-hmm. called Woke Inc., and he makes it's, it's a good book. Uh, I, I wouldn't support him for president. He actually choked on this the transgender thing recently. But he makes the point just about all these corporations. Why are they going woke? They're going woke for free advertising mm-hmm. to look good for a minute and to, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all about money. Mm-hmm. They don't care about – they don't. I mean, there's a lot of woke people. And, for example, Walmart. So Walmart – I just read this story uh, last week. Walmart – um, we'll wind up with this, but Walmart hired a new uh, 
DEI gal, mm-hmm. diversity, equity, inclusion mm-hmm. gal, and uh, hired her in May. She's putting all this stuff on the on the floor of this transgender stuff, and she's not backing down because mm-hmm. she's new and she's woke to the hilt. And Walmart knew what they were doing when they hired her, but. There's a whole lot of corporations that are watching what happened to Bud Light, to Target, to the L.A. Dodgers. And Americans are saying, look, we're, we're tired of this. Yep. This is awful, what's, what's happening to these kids. Um, and uh, so, uh, and, I, and I believe that a lot of it are, are, are Christians are also going to these boards of education, standing up. It's happening locally here, too. So, anyway... Uh, you're listening to Voice of Truth Radio Show. Thanks for tuning in, folks. This will be recorded uh, Thursday at 5, Saturday at 3, also, if you want to listen in. God bless you, and have a great day. I will choose to listen in.